Welcome back to the Gen Z Hockey Podcast with your Zahar and Lucas. Um, we have to start the podcast with a bit of sad news. Um, during the game last night, um, um, it was like uh, released or like it came out that uh, Wayne Gretzky, uh, Walter Gretzky, sorry, uh, passed at age um, 82. And uh, our condolences to the Gretzky family. And uh, Lucas, you want to take it away? Uh, yeah, just, you know, our condolences to Wayne Gretzky and the entire Gretzky family. Uh, Wayne Gretzky put himself put out a, a very touching statement. Um, uh, I'm just trying to, uh, here we go. Uh, he put, he himself put out an extremely touching statement, uh, about his dad, uh, and talking about how he wasn't just, he wasn't just a great, uh, a great hockey dad. And he wasn't just the person who made me and my brothers uh, love hockey. He was just a great father in general. Walter Gretzky was also just the, um, an amazing person. We saw, we heard about that story about how someone like terribly broke into his home and stole a bunch of Wayne stuff, but how he would openly let people into his home, obviously in a pre-COVID world, would let people into his home to see all the stuff that that uh, that he has of Wayne, uh, of, of like Wayne's memorabilia, uh, you know, stuff that he's accumulated over the years that belonged to that belonged to Wayne, and he would openly let people come into the basement and and see it, um, you know. Uh, it's, it's a it's a tragic tragic loss for an amazing amazing man and um we uh we send our hearts and prayers to to Kreskis. yeah uh, also like if you were on t- hockey twitter then um there was a lot of just messages like showing how the, like pk suban so many just famous people posting about what kind of a great man he was and um, there were some that were saying that he should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame for uh, the building builders, builders, uh, building of community. Yeah, builders. Like yeah, builders section of the Hall of Fame. And I don't know. I think he, he like, I don't know enough about him to say if he should be. Uh, I, I personally don't know either. I personally don't yeah, know either. So, so yeah, so. May, I, I think if you're Wayne Gretzky's father, I think, I, I think from all the messages he sent, uh, I've seen and on Twitter and all the things is I think he, he had such an impact on the hockey community and just everything as in abroad. So uh, our condolences to the family and yeah. Now let's make a full right-hand turn 180. <laughs> talk about, yep. um, talk about talking about the Edmonton Oilers. The Toronto Maple Leafs just they literally suck. swept swept them down. Um, just 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 swept everything and everyone on that team. Um, oh my god! Uh, and and like I, I think the Canucks game maybe damned that a, l- a little bit more, but oh my goodness, do the Oilers look shitai? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I just want to talk about um, just the Canucks. We're going to talk about the Canucks game in a bit, um, but just. The game, so I was watching the game and they looked tired and just out of gas. Yeah. That's what the Leafs look like. You know what I think? Personally, personally, okay, so just, just for my my own personal uh, experience, on Thursday specifically, I have three virtual classes all in one day. And two of those are back-to-back, and then they span from 3.20 to 8.45. Yeah. By by the end of the class, I'm like, I love the Leafs with, with so much. I'm so goddamn tired. I can't. Yeah. I can't yeah. do it. So I I didn't watch. I didn't watch. I went to bed. 
I went to bed when it was one when it was one one. I just saw it on my phone that it was one one. I was like, so that was like the end win. of the first period. It was the end of the first period. I was like, I hope they win, and they didn't. Sadly, yeah. but uh, but I think from what I'm hearing, this this sounds like a real reality check that there's another gear for them. Yeah. So I think I think it's also you guys have to take into consideration is they um, it's a, it is a back back with travel, so that could have influenced them. So yeah, it's I think it's nothing to be like. Like it wasn't a ter- like it wasn't a ter- terrible game. It just oh like, I saw Matthew goal... open net. Oh I saw Matthew yeah. missing open net. Yeah, Fuck. and then <laughs> like, there was a couple Jesus. like a Tavares missing open net too. Um, uh, Kerfoot get got a couple of great setups and just like couldn't put him back in the net. And I mm. think there is where um Demko like he kind of goalied us. There were some uh, of those did? saves. Okay. That like he had like the two sideways pads to stop Mikhail. I I, like, I I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, it's. I think you know, we Trevor, were. Bit... Funny enough, Trevor Trevor texted me beforehand, being like, uh, "Did Pedersen play?" Question. Uh, did no. Pedersen play? No. No, he, he didn't play. play. So, so he said, "Oh, P- Pedersen's questionable. If he doesn't play, we're just gonna have to hope for. We're just gonna have to hope for Demko to shut the door." And I'm like, "God and, damn it, he did." And that's what Demko did. Um. So yeah. So, I I don't know. The game wasn't terrible. It was like, it just they looked tired and just like. They were kind of out of it, which I like. I expect. I think tomorrow, Saturday night hockey, they'll be back and be firing on on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking about Leafs uh, of the Oilers Leaf series where we swept them, um, the overall score for three games was thirteen to one. Um, McDavid was held pointless, and uh, we won with three different goalies. So, yeah. But is can we just all admit that Frederick Anderson's a bum? Because he let in one goal, uh, ultimate bum, right? He's not, and the goal, like, <laughs> he, like he couldn't do anything on that goal, and like defensively, no, like, like no, there was nothing. You no, guys that was my dad and I joking. I, uh, I didn't see. So this is so the last game, the the game that Fred, Frederick Anderson was in. So I, I was at work. Um, I checked, I checked my phone on break, and it's five one. I literally burst out laughing and said, "The Oilers are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> They're so bad." Yeah. Um. Yeah, I burst out laughing when I saw it was five one. If Jimmy VC is outscoring Connor McDavid, you got some problems. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jimmy VC had two goals. Zach Hyman had three goals in three nights. Um, and the third line. One second. Oh, uh, that third six... line. Please keep that third line forever. Yeah. Um, the bottom six had um sixteen points in three nights, or in three games. Like keep that third line forever. Yeah. Like what a what a great third line that's turned into. Yeah. That, like that... we put we put Kerford on the wing, which we've been which we've been experimenting with and kind of asking for, and we put him on the wing on the second line. He's played great, I thought, yeah. with uh, Willie and Tavares. And um, uh, so is Engvall. Engvall's the one who centers the third line, right? Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So, so he he was the lone goal scorer last night. Which yeah, I saw he that. just roofed it to the top. Cool. It was it was a good goal. So um so Angle's centering now just Mikheyev and Hyman. That all three of those guys have the same mentality of just like speed, uh on the puck and just dialed in, pissing people off. Yeah. Which is what your third line should be. Your energy that's your energy line. Yeah. And that third line, it looks it looks credible. It looks incredible. It's, it looks I really think good. I th- so in the recent years, we've had hadn't had like a proper third line, and I think that's one of 
like that's probably has to be one of the best third lines that this team has had and i think it's the best combination that we're like of like since like this era of matthews i think this is the best third line we've ever had and just how they play and just how they're put together and i love that third line um mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting to see if anything gets shifted just because wayne simmons is going to come back soon um and there might be a trade to get a top six forward, so it could just shake out a bit. But I could hey, can see. I, can, I, can I ask? Can I ask something there? What? Why? Is there a need for another top six forward? Yes. In, in I... your okay, in your opinion, why is there a need for a top six forward? Okay, so there isn't a need for a top six forward when it comes to playing in this division. But the Leafs have the bet. This is the best year for the Leafs to make it to the finals. And go for the Stanley Cup. If no, don't give me hope. Don't give me hope. No, I looked into like the whole playoff format, and it's it it's after the like the top four. It, but okay. No, okay. So it it's everyone goes, and then if who like you have to leave your division. So then once I, like I know last... I know up to up to get out of your division. Once yes. once we okay, get division me... winners, I have no idea. I'm just about to say. So I looked into it. And um, so if you make it out of your division, number one in your division, then you get reseeded. So the okay. Leafs want to be the first team in the league because then if they make it out of their division, they're going to get the weakest team that comes out of any other division. Okay. Well, if I'm going to be honest, like I, it's, it's going to be like, it, it just because we know it's going to be Boston or Tampa because, because Leafs. Like it's like that's just how it works. It's gonna be like one of Boston or Tampa, or any, or if anything, it'll be Vegas or Colorado, which no thank you as well. Yes. So what I'm saying is, we can get out of the Canadian division with this lineup, but if we want to, like we we don't know how we look against other teams uh, that are not in our division. I understand they're amazing and stats are like off, just through the roof, but we just need that one p like maybe a top six forward taylor hall um eric stall for the third line i'd rather i'd rather have eric stall than taylor hall if i'm gonna be honest because because can i be honest like when was taylor hall's last good year when was the last time he produced at a top at a at a elite top six level it was the year he won the heart which was which feels like which feels like, like at least five years, years ago, ago but it's like four or five years ago like, it was 2018 which is like three years ago yeah, like, like it hasn't. Like I know that I okay. I know that if you put Taylor Hall with William Nealon and John Tavares, like he'll probably play pretty well. Yeah, but I just I but especially at the cap hit, like the max the, or yeah, the minimum that we could get him at is four million dollars. That's the minimum cap that we can get, and I just I'm not I'm not a fan of spending that much capital. Of, no, for, I, for a guy that I don't know is going to perform. I'm just throwing out names. I'm not saying that like those are the people that are the, like going. Taylor out. Hall's been thrown out for a long time, yeah. especially because yeah. Buffalo. You know, Buffalo's yeah. Buffalo. Um, yeah, it's. I'm just. I don't know. Like, I'm just saying that we could get this extra piece that puts us over the top, and we're able to do more stuff with the team we have now, so that we have just extra cannons when it comes to facing teams that they literally have no idea we have no idea or we have no step like we have stats but we have nothing that can compare us to the other teams in terms of how they face up with each other 
Hey, can I be honest? For those people saying like, oh, well, the, the Leafs don't know what it's like to play Boston. You know what Boston doesn't know what it, doesn't know what it's like to play this year? The, the Leafs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know what they don't they don't know how, what it's like to play the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like they don't know what it's like to play those teams either. Yeah. So it's it's I don't think it's fair to say like, oh, the Leafs don't know what it would be like. Neither do the Bruins because the Leafs are a completely different team than the team that the Bruins saw two years ago. It seems. Yeah, so it's we'll see what's happening. They have like they, I think they have like five games in like fourteen nights or something. So they have a bit of a stretch here where they're playing just like less games. So it uh, could there's be a, there's a Winnipeg this Winnipeg series coming up is going to be really big. Yeah, really that's big. really important. But like it's it's every like other day. There's no back to backs and stuff. Like the next back like the next back to back is I think like from two weeks from now or. Next week on the on the it's like a Winnipeg and then uh, Winnipeg Saturday and then Sunday the Ottawa Senators. So it's it's we I think we have like a bit of time here where this is gonna like we're up seven points I think on Winnipeg. So this yeah, seven points like this next series is gonna be the same thing where it was against Edmonton. Like we have to win at least two of the three so that we don't get overtaken by the team. Can I? Okay, I am not. You know what I want the Leafs to do? I want them to blow the doors off of every team that they face. I'm not, I wouldn't be, I'm not going to be satisfied with two of three. I really won't be. Because I was, I was thinking uh, no. two or three against the Oilers. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty good. And then they blow the doors off of them in the third game. I want them to completely sweep the Winnipeg Jets and make them think that they're not even in the same class, same league as the Leafs. Yes, I want that too. I'm just saying that like the bare minimum should be two out of three, like three games. It's the the bare minimum. Yeah. The, and, and just like I think the bare minimum this year is make it out of your division. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 all these like bare minimums that like I'm like I'm putting out there. So uh, it's gonna be so, interesting. Uh, to see how... question, can I, I'm gonna post something else. They were talking. People were talking about this. If the Leafs make it out of their division, but say they you know they lose to Tampa, or they lose to Boston, something. Will you will you be one of those people that thought well they didn't actually run, well, they didn't actually win around they just made another division? No, I'm gonna say that they. W- it doesn't matter, like, it doesn't matter. Like, per- okay, so if they go to the Stanley Cup Finals and lose, I'm gonna be upset because they made it that far and didn't get there. Oh, I'm gonna I'm, be heartbroken. I I'm know just it. gonna be happy if they get out of this division and go through two rounds, so that they understand yeah. what it takes to get the, th- through those two rounds maybe three rounds if they do mm-hmm. it's i think this team just been shut down so many times that they need that like to figure it out and just like be able to be like okay we know what it takes to get to the second the third round and maybe even the fourth round like it's kind of like the whole raptors thing is they got it's to a certain exactly point the raptors thing is. and then they just get shut down by the best player arguably in history of the nba by lebron like, it's we and need then to get left, and then they cr- yeah. and then they went all the way, and then they brought in a veteran player that knew how what it took to win, and Kawhi Leonard was pro- arguably like one of the best players that year, but mm-hmm. um, and that helped them get there. And Matthews is arguably one of the players best players this year. So hopefully, like, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm gonna be upset if they don't get out of this. Di- like, if they don't get out of this division, I'm gonna be pissed. There's like, gonna th- be. That's, 
that, that's like, it's unacceptable to not make it out of the like, division. Someone is definitely getting uh traded and moved if they don't get out of. Uh, this traded division. and moved. I was thinking someone's getting fired. I that don't know too, who, yeah. but I think someone might be getting fired. Um, like, uh, see, I, like I don't know about firing because Keith is one year into his thing; he's not going to get fired. If, I'm talking if about. I'm talking about the person above Sheldon Keith that might get fired. Sheldon, they don't get. Uh, Kyle Dubas, I don't think he's going to get fired because this is the first year it's actually been his team. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. I, I want to say something right here. Right now. Can you name someone not named Kyle Dubas that had a better offseason? This, this like, offseason. I would have said Mark Bergeron if that team was good. Like for the first like 15 games, I would have said Mark Bergeron because he just put together such a caliber of a team. They just and fired they were their just... goalie coach. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later, but um, yeah, it's, it's either... like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can. Um, I mean, could Vegas be in the running? Cause I got Petro maybe. Um, but like, but like, I think we've had more uh, signings and like moves and stuff. I was gonna say Boston, just because they're still good after losing like no. so many, so many good players. But I don't know if like that's considered like into the thing. But I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't I, see. I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say Boston because because they lost because they lost two key guys to their team. And yes, their team is still good, but they're still playing with that same Bruins identity. The Leafs brought in all the, all the, the, they addressed every weakness that people wanted them to address. Yeah. Defense, it's 10 times better. Secondary scoring, 10 times better. Grit is 10 times better. Like Travis Dermott got into a fight or something like, like in the, in the Oilers game. I don't know if it's a fight. It was more of a tussle, but yeah. He got into a scuffle. We'll say a scuffle he got into. So, they addressed everything they wanted to and look, their team is so much better. And it seems like <laughs> there's just, there's just a, a Eureka moment that I'm having. Everything's just coming up Millhouse for the yeah. Leafs right now. Cause yeah. they got, they have their team. Dubas has his team and look how great it's, how great it's turned into. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's enough talk about the Leafs. Um, they're playing their next game tomorrow. Uh, I expect them to. I expect them to really just bounce back on on Saturday. They're yeah. they, they've been very good this year at bouncing back from losses, and uh, I I'm looking and I, I I expect them to bounce back. So one thing is uh, Alec Chason got suspended one game against um, the, the against Serrano for like cross checking Jimmy Vesey. So that was funny to see. Um, did you not see that? The whole he got like, suspended for. One I, I did no, I did no, I did see it. I was just I I watched the play so many times and I'm just like, what the why? Yeah. Like, why would you do that? It was it's like the cadre play where I'm just why would you do that? Like you're at the very end of the game, like he's just he's taunting you. Like I'm sorry if you're losing three nothing to a third string goalie, you deserve to be taunted. I'm sorry, yeah. you deserve yeah. to be laughed at. He's, he's, uh, just, he's probably Derm- like taunting Dermot a little was bit. Sending... Cross checks him in the face. Yeah, Dermot was sending chirps, and he was he was just getting in a scuffle, which Go was ahead. funny. And uh, the next day, um, 
he was like practicing with Zach Bogosian how to fight, which was pretty. It was funny. like Zach Bogosian and like Scott Saverin or something. They were teaching yeah, yeah, how to fight. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, really funny. funny. God, and, um, and another thing, like this, this team just also seems like they they just love each other. It really yeah. seems like they're just having a great time together and having fun. Right, next so thing, that's good. <laughs> um, the Oilers. What do we take from this? Ooh, daddy. Um, them getting sweeped. Um, Twitter, Leafs Twitter was just absolutely loving it. Um, they were like, oh, uh, the uh, Leafs live rent free in the Oilers' heads. Um, Jeff Ward, no, not Jeff Ward, goddammit. Um, well, uh, the head coach, the head coach, Dave Tippett. D- yeah, Dave Tippett. Um, he was not happy with the team. McDavid looked he's miserable. Got a, he's had a couple sound bites. He's had a couple sound bites this year where you're just Le- like, um, Leon Dreisaitl with complete like sarcasm and being like, oh yeah, we love not putting up points. We love, we love not, not doing this. Um, does this team like what what happens to this team? Because if we so, for, if the top guys don't put up points, this team doesn't go anywhere. And if goaltending so, is it above average, they don't do anything. And Mike Smith was above average for like the last 13 games before they came into uh against toronto they were like 13 uh, they were like 12 so and... they were like they were like like i think it was like nine and two in their last 11 mike yeah. i think mike smith legit had a like six oh and oh record and yeah. then he played the leafs and he does not have a six oh and oh record anymore so the oilers just came into the series just feeling themselves yeah. they were and then and the leafs just totally brought them down to earth I, I yeah. think at least. Yeah. So they like the Oilers thought that they were, I don't want to say that they, like, I don't think they thought they were top shit, but they were thinking like, like we can catch the Leafs in this series. And the Leafs just showed them that they're in a different class. They yeah. are a, they are a, like I was watching Spit and Chicklets, uh, uh, like live stream this game and the entire time, I think, I think Ryan Whitney had money on the Oilers to win. Yeah. And the entire time, he's just like, he's just like, this team is in, this team is nowhere near as capable and as good as the Toronto Maple Leafs. This team is in a different weight class. And I think the Oilers just realized that they're not up to snuff with what the Leafs are at, at yeah. this moment. Yeah. This could change. This could change. Like, it's not, like, this is, like, this, this could change in a, in a matter of time. But right now, they're not up to snuff with with the Leafs, and it's very clear to see. Yeah, so I think Edmonton, like, I think they just have to ride out the season and see what they can do. If they don't bring in proper goaltending next uh, next season, McDavid's out what of there. The point in re- we, we said, what was the point in re-signing Mike Smith? Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand we said why. That, we said that in the offseason, like, why? Yeah, it's there was a market for like. Could you see Anderson? They, they, were, they were in on Jake. They were in on Jake Markstrom. I think. I think they were in yeah. on Jake Markstrom, yeah. and then but, and then he went to, to Calgary. Fuck the Leafs. The Leafs were open to trading Frederick Anderson in the offseason. They yeah. they were. They were yeah. But but then again, but then again, like, what are the Oilers going to give up for Frederick Anderson? Like like. No, I'm saying Leafs, uh, in the unless it was like Darnell Nurse. Which would be great. That'd be great. Um, Which, that, that would have been great. But this offseason, they have to... Like, I don't know who's coming up this year, goalie-wise. I think Marc-Andre Fleury is, but I think he might be too old. 
uh they they got it and i was but i was saying this but i've said this for i said this last year i said this the year before they gotta find a goalie and they just aren't <laughs> yeah see the th- the thing is, though, like, I don't think they have the cap to, like, even sign Anderson. Like, Anderson's going to be looking for, like, six six over six or six over the, the, five. That's the Markstrom contract, basically. Yeah, so I think he's going to be looking for something similar to the Markstrom contract, depending on how the playoffs and, like, season the rest of the season goes. So I don't even know if they have enough money to do that. Oh, Jesus. What am I talking about? Okay, so... so um. Tuka Rask is up at the end of the year. Frederick Anderson hey, up at the end of the year. Jordan, so Tuka Rask, Bennington's going to be. Okay, so here, yeah. Tuka Rask is probably going to stay in Boston. Um, Jordan Bennington, I Ooh. like. I was listening to a couple podcasts and Thirty One Thoughts, and uh, Elliot Friedman said that it's um, like almost a hundred percent that he's staying with the Blues. Like they Ooh. want to resign him. Um, who else? Oh. Um... Uh, uh, Freddie Anderson, like we, like there's a there's a very good chance he does not stay in Toronto. Like we've been saying that, haven't we? Yeah. Um, but there's also like depending on how the market goes, he could just stay in Toronto, being like, I like yeah. this team, we win, and just stay um, in Toronto. A- Anti Ranta, who's been who's been pretty good with with the with the Coyotes, like Philip Grubauer, been re- he's better than. Like he's better than Mike Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith. Yes, like I don't understand like why like yeah. Jesus. Uh, J- James Reimer, I think he might be a little too old, but he's he's you know usable. Uh, Philip um, Grubauer. Imagine if, imagine if James Reimer goes to the Oilers, that would break Steve's heart. That'd be great. Um, Grubauer, I think he's gonna stay in Colorado. Um, I think I think he's gonna stay in Colorado. Uh, Peter Peter Morazic. Uh, is gonna be is gonna be a UFA. Um, David Riddich, who stonewalled the Leafs uh, basically twice, will be a UFA. He's probably gonna stay in Calgary, but see, I don't know because like uh, as as long as he as long, but if he thinks he could be a, a starter somewhere, then why not just I, go? Why I don't, not I don't think starter? I don't I don't think he's gonna be a starter anywhere. Because hmm. if he Does was he gonna like... be a starter, he should have been a starter in Calgary. He should have won that job. But they're like, no, this is a problem, and then um, sign Markstrom, which I don't, I don't think, I don't think he can be a starter. I think he's a good backup. All right. Um, uh, I, I, so I'm pretty sure the guys that I just named were were UFAs. But I'm like, I would, I'd go after some of these guys in the offseason. I'd tell Mike Smith, bye bye, and like Miko Koskinen still makes too much, and that was a Going away present for Peter Shirelli, which they've been screwed with. Yeah. They they need they need a goalie and, and you know and you know what they need? They need some they need someone for Connor David to play with. Yeah. How long have we said this? I was talking with my friend, like, how hard is it to get scoring wingers? I'm not I'm not talking about getting someone like Mitch Marner. I'm talking about getting someone like like someone like Josh Levo is just they a could have had they could have had Connor Brown. They could have had Kapanen. They could have had the, yeah. a lot of former or, or now former Leafs, but they could have had a lot of Leafs off that well, roster. Andreas Janssen. Josh Levo. Imagine, imagine, him, yeah. imagine him and Connor McDavid. Yeah. Connor Brown and Connor McDavid played with each other in the OHL. Yeah. Kasperi Kapanen might be as fast as Connor as Connor McDavid. Kapanen it put up like two goals and three points, uh, or no, two goals like and a point. In a recent game in, in, in with uh, with the Penguins without Sidney Crosby, he, 
So and he like mimicked, and I know he mimicked uh, the Jason Spezza shot as yeah, well. Yeah, Jason Spezza shot. Like he went five hole instead of like he's playing. Falcons he's bonus. playing well in Pittsburgh, yeah. and good for him. Like I love Kapitan, and yeah. I and good for him for playing well. I'm just I keep saying to the Oilers like it's not hard to find scoring wingers. Yeah. It's hard to find elite centermen. They have two of them and can't give them anything. No, they could have three of them with Ryan Nugent Hopkins if he was. Uh, he can be a third line center. He he played third line center for a bit, but. He could play third line center and then just have three elite centers and then now, have. Can I just... say something about Ryan Nugent Hopkins? What's up? Is it fair to say that he's definitely been an underwhelming player since he was drafted first overall? He was drafted first overall? He was drafted first overall in 2011. Are you sure about that? Look it up. Look up Hockey DB right now. He was drafted first. The, the Oilers had a one, two, three. At three years in a row of drafting first overall, they took Taylor Hall first in 2010, then Nuge in 2011, and then and then Yakupov in 2012, and then uh, three years later got McDavid. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is Canadian. Yeah, where'd you what? think he was from? Where'd I don't you know. Think he was like, from? his name is like, I thought he was somewhere from like Europe. Maybe I don't know. Europe. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't think he was Canadian, though. I thought it was, like, maybe American. I don't know. But, yeah, he did go first he's overall. A, Jesus. first overall. Like, is that an underwhelming first over? Like, that's I, – I don't want to say – like, he's not a bust, obviously, but that's just – that's an underwhelming player for a first for someone going first overall. Well, he does have – okay, so he has 463 points in 629 games. Yes, that is very good. That is NHL caliber. But when you think of someone who dropped a first overall pick is a generational talent. They, they drive the play. They create the offense. They create everything yeah. around them. He doesn't do that. He but follows it's also, Connor McDavid. But he's not that guy. I guess. But like there was like wasn't there like a couple of years where all these like first overall picks like didn't really work out and weren't the players that like oh. That was okay. So 2012, 2012 was that year. So um, 2012 was the year of Jesus. I just looked up the the year 2012, and then like the movie 2012 showed up. Jesus. Okay, here we go. Um, Yakupov. I, I think I was like that was the first. Yeah, Yakupov. Yakupov. Bus. Ryan Murray. Definitely not. Definitely nothing special. Alex Galchenyuk. Curry playing in the AHL with the Marlies. Griffin Reinhardt only played 37 games in the NHL, and then fifth overall, the Leafs took Morgan Riley, and he's by far the best player in this draft. Right yeah. after him, Hampus Lindholm has played has played 521 games in the NHL. Yeah, after him, Matt it. Dumba, who's been a, who's been an amazing player for the that's pretty good uh, for the Wild. Uh, ninth overall was Jacob Truba, who's now playing real who's playing really well. Philip Forsberg is on this list. Slater Cuckoo, who's currently on the Oilers. Uh, Mikhail Grigorenko, who's another player that just freaking sank. Um, Cody CC is on this list. Right after him, Tom Wilson. Right after him, uh, Tomas Hurdle. And then Tavo Teravainen. Yeah, okay. Uh, Teravainen. Um, Andre Vasilevsky was number nineteen. This this player this team this this draft had a really bad top five. But once you go down the list, like you're looking at so all just the yeah. So all like the like the lower downs were a bit better. So maybe like they just wasn't no that wasn't lockout. That was a uh, just bad no, draft. No, the next I guess. year. What? The the lockout shortened year was the next was the next year oh, in twenty thirteen. Okay. No, just from just from this draft, th- this draft just had just had had overhyped prospects that turned into nothing. That that's that's the Nail Yakupov effect. 
But so like I no, I think the failure around. I think the failure of the. I just don't think that news. Yeah, oh, we're so bad at this. Yeah. Okay, keep going, keep going. No, yeah, it's Nuge doesn't live up to the first overall pick like hype. Um, if I'd redraft, I'd pick uh, Vasilevsky first overall. Um, that was the year after. No, the Nuge draft was uh, was the the year. No, so uh, Vasilevsky. So I I don't I don't think it's fair to say like oh I pick Vasilevsky first overall because goalies are weird. They there there are rarely yes there are I understand rarely that. goalies that turn into that. But hindsight twenty twenty. Um, I would pick Vasilevsky if, like, because that guy mm-hmm. is a generational goaltender, and he, yeah, he is. is he's, oh, he's he's incredible. So, uh, 2011, the year before, Gabriel Landeskog went right went right after Ryan Nugent Hopkins. That's a guy who controls play. That's a guy who turned yeah. who, who who has become an elite talent. Yeah. So I think and then I think after him was uh, Huberdeau. Yeah. Okay. That's actually two good players. That. Yeah. Um. I think it's the it's it just shows how bad the Oilers as a um, organization, organization. Are, is run because like you can't how do you go three first round picks in a was it in a row or like one after yeah three first after, round picks from 2010 to 2012 three first round picks all in all and one of them they traded for a mediocre defenseman the other one's still still there on the team somewhat producing and then the other one effed off to the KHL because he wasn't good enough yeah. So that, like, if you get three first overall picks in a row, that should be your core. And then all you have to do is find a couple of guys to surround them with. And it's disappointing that the Edmonton Oilers organization is just being run to the ground and can't make... Like, imagine having Taylor Hall and if uh, Yakupov worked out to have, like, them. And then, like, if you're still bad, you you get Leon Dreisaitl, but you don't get McDavid. Like Leon Drysdale, then, then maybe the Leafs get McDavid. I don't know. Yeah, or actually Buffalo was slated to get McDavid, but mm-hmm. that didn't work out. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it's this like it's the whole like organization just butchering like how it's just this a butterfly. It's just the butterfly effect sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's disappointing to see. I don't know. McDavid was really frustrated. I don't know how much more McDavid can take with this team. Um. You can always come to Toronto. We'll ship Nylander and Marner, maybe, and we'll take McDavid. I'm not. I'm not okay with Marner. I can understand Nylander. I'm not really okay with him, dude. Like our no, power we'll send play Tavares. Would be fucking... They need a center. We'll send Tavares for for McDavid. I, I'd rather just one. hold. I'd rather just hold on and have um, have McDavid sign with the Leafs for like eight million bucks. That's that's what I want. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But um, yeah. Edmonton, they're dropping in the standings, and uh, they better have to turn it around because I don't, I don't know who else who they're playing na- next, but whoever they're playing are absolutely going to get destroyed just because of uh, McDavid and Drysdale being frustrated. <laughs> you're, you're telling me today's today's Friday, right? My, yeah. The days have, have you noticed that like the days just kind of mix together and it doesn't matter anymore? Which isn't uh, good because I have we have school. Good. So like, no, that's, to, that's like... the only thing that keeps that's the only thing that keeps me that keeps me uh, in line with the schedule. Yeah. Um, the Oilers, so the Oilers don't play until tomorrow, and they do they play tomorrow? They must play tomorrow. Oh, they play the Flames tomorrow. So Calgary, you better get those oh, work boots on because Alberta, so you better get those work boots on because yeah. fucking Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid are 
very, very mad. Yeah. So um, a couple like just like smaller things uh, from Chicago. Brent Seabrook retires after 15 years. Uh, 1,114 games played, 103 goals, 361 assists, and 464 points overall, and uh, three Stanley Cups. So three, three rings Stanley on his Cups. finger. Um, and also Patrick Kane ha- scores his 400th goal. I don't know if uh, we talked about it. I don't think we did. Um, he scores uh, his 400th so. goal. And um, yeah, so that's from Chicago. Habs fire, uh, uh, fire coach. Uh, goal goalie coach wait and hire Sean Berkey. So yeah. like Corey, Carey Price is playing that bad to the point where they realize they, they have to do some sort of change, but they can't, they can't fire someone making 10 and a half million bucks. So sorry, buddy. You're out. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say, but he's not been playing very good. And um yeah, yeah. Th- that team, that team is that that, that team is wonky. Uh, uh, to say the least, yeah. that team is just yeah. wonky. That team stinks. Um, they don't so, stink. They're just they're just like they're confusing. They stink. The same thing as uh, this next team, the Calgary Flames fire head coach Jeff Ward, replace him. Well, thought, with okay, that Darryl team stinks. Sutter. Okay, so that team I was stinks. So I was doing like I was making like notes for like for the podcast and I was just like looking through headlines and whatever. And then I was like thinking like I was just like sitting like in my room just staring at like Twitter feed. And then I just like hit me like didn't Calgary fire their head coach? And then I'm like, did I dream about this? Like what did this actually happen? Like I didn't like I didn't register that it happened. And then I like search Google search it. And then they did. They fired him. Um, which like it didn't do any headlines, nothing like, or was it just me like just missing it? Like there was. Nothing, I think it like... happened last night. I think it happened last night. That... Okay. What? Okay. The Habs, the Habs have the potential to be very good. The and they were very good, but now we're slipping. The Calgary Flames have the potential to be very good. They haven't looked good once this year that See, team stoinks okay so the difference between calgary and uh montreal is that calgary was missing a couple pieces goaltending and uh, goaltending was the issue so okay so they solved the goaltending issue uh they lose a couple players in defense okay sign tanif we need some elite forwards to uh, help uh, with sean manahan and uh goudreau and then uh, to chuck they sign a couple of those like uh lower guys like um God damn it. Um, Josh Levo and like a couple of other signings. And they can't figure it out. The team itself is just bad. And then Montreal is, I think Montreal realistically, the only like their issue is goaltending, which I think is they got to put Jake Allen. Goaltending, their, their issue is goaltending with a combination of players that haven't played together and trying to trying to get them to work together. Yeah. And at some and at some point it was working, but then now it's just they seem off. Calgary has m- most of the most of their guys up front have played together. Kachuk's yeah. still there. Goudreau's still there. Monahan's still there. And they've there. played for years together too. Lind- Lindholm is also is an underrated player. Manjapani's an underrated player. Um uh who who else am I thinking? And then on the back end, they still have Hannafin. They still have Giordano. They lost Brody. Thank you very much. They, but they added Tanev. 
But then in net, Jacob Markstrom has not performed up to what he was advertised as. What yep. we saw in Vancouver is not what we're seeing in Calgary. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the team did. Uh, the team made the announcement Thursday night after Ward coached the Flames to a 7-3 win over the Senators. The Flames went 11-11-2 under Ward. It's not, and that's not good enough. They're currently sitting two points out of a playoff spot in the North Division. So, like I, I, I expected, I, ex- I, I was not blown away by what Calgary did, but I, I expected them to fight for a playoff spot. But their, but their version yeah. of fighting for a playoff spot hasn't been what I thought it was going to be. Um. So the new uh, Daryl Sutter. Um, coached the Flames from 2002-2006, served as the team's general manager from 2003-2010. to um, Sutter coached the Los Angeles Kings from 2011-2017 to and won Stanley Cups in both 2012 and 2014. Uh, he has held 18 seasons of head coach experience in the NHL with Chicago, San Jose, Calgary, and Los Angeles. So he's someone that knows the organization, he has the Stanley Cup winning mentality, and he did guide the uh, Calgary Flames to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2004, where they lost to Tampa Bay. So he's lost been in, lost in Game Seven, crushing. Yeah, crushing. lost in Game Seven to Tampa Bay. He did bring this team to a Stanley Cup, not this team, but he brought Calgary to a Stanley Cup. So hopefully, they, this turns around. Um, from I don't know from what reports, but like just from like what I've been hearing and just like how they've been receding, like I think there is an issue within the locker room. Oh, there's something. There's something definitely there. Something. Something's there, and it had to. Do, and the Leafs actually screwed up the Flames. Like yeah. it had to do with when when Kachuk flipped shit because uh, Muzzin, you know, lofted a soft puck at his chest. He starts fl- flipping out, and then all the Flames players are like, "Yo, chill, chill." And they wanted him. They wanted him to. They want. Sorry, he wanted all his buddies to to like back him up, stand up, and be him, like, yeah. and be like, "Yo, be like, yo, Jake Muzzin, fuck you, you flipped the puck at my buddy." Like that's and what just he like wanted. nuts, that's what like he push him, and or just like, yeah, or just like even just like do just stand up for him, just like even just push him or tell, tell him to f off. Like, and they just did nothing. So and I did nothing, and that's and that's what's been brewing in that locker room is Kachuk has been upset that no one backed him up, and he, since he, then they haven't gotten. They, there's they a video of they haven't been in sync. Yeah, they there there hasn't there's the like after that happened, he was coming off the ice and he was just losing it. He was knocking over everything, and that was because he knocked over the hand sanitizer. Yeah, do you not know where we are, Matthew? Um, that was because like that wasn't the first time like this stuff was brewing. They were like, they were like, apparently they were telling him to be less Matthew Kachuk. And I don't understand why you would tell Matthew Kachuk to be less Matthew Kachuk. Like telling um, Brad Marchand not to like slew foot people. And also Matthew Kachuk is amazing and he's a good player. And there aren't like, if they want to get rid of Matthew Kachuk, we'll gladly take him. Like I, I'm happy to take Matthew Kachuk just because he's such a pain in the ass. So I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't he know and, how he much. And Mitch Marner played together. Yeah, I don't know how much a coaching change will affect this. Um, so we'll see what uh, Daryl Sutter does. Um, moving on, there's a couple more things. Is um, publicly and privately, uh, Columbus GM Yermo Kekalainen stands up for John Tortorello. 
uh, that means, Columbus. Uh, so, so what that really means, so is Sean Tortorella let go at the end of this? So is he let go this year or um, is he let go? Or so is he let go when the season's over or let go during the season? Um, I think, okay. So from how the team is constructed, I think they're going to run it, run this thing until the end of the season. I don't think they're going to run him as much as I think he wants to get fired at the end of the year. Yeah. So as much as I think he wants to get fired so that he can just like screw off and not be in the team. I think the team is only going to go as far as him as a coach, just because that team is built for John Torello and how he um, coaches. Yes or no? Like, let me no. look at the, let me look at them. Like they're four points out of a playoff spot currently, um, and um, they went God, they the, lost God, the five in a row. Shit teams. God, the, they the lost central, five in okay, a row. Okay, the Central Division. The Central Division has some shit teams. Oh my god! And then they're like, comparing that Toronto just... is complete shit. Like this, is dude. Dude, Tampa. Tampa Bay is facing off against like Florida, Chicago, Columbus, Nashville, Detroit, and Dallas. Like they all stink. I'm sorry. They like Tampa's the only team in that division that I'm actually afraid of, and I guess Florida is somehow. And Carolina is kind of good, but like I'm and looking Calgar- at this, uh, I- Chicago. Chicago only has goaltending. So like once I was texting my cousin. Up, my cousin lives in like the in Chicago and is a Blackhawks fan, and he's like, I don't. He's like, I don't buy. Like, I don't buy it. Like, I don't yeah. buy it. Like, how good Chicago is. Yeah. Like, they're, okay, they're, you're gonna shit on the Canadian division. The Central Division is, it's arguably it's worse. It's arguably worse. The Leafs could beat any one of these teams. Maybe not Tampa, but they could beat any one of those teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Kekalainen did confirm. What has been rumored is that the Blue Jackets are looking at centers. So, um, if Sabres oh, are so- really going to shit, Jack Eichel might end up in Columbus. I don't know if that's any better, but um, so so let me get this straight: you traded away your elite centerman, and now you're complaining that you have that you don't have enough centers. Yep. Exactly what that's how it works. Um, so also, if you got rid of something, you should have had a plan to address the thing you were getting rid of. But now you're complaining that you don't have the thing you previously got rid of. Okay, stop overanalyzing. Okay, they did a dumb move. Okay, Patrick Liney is up at the end of the year. I don't think he's signing with Columbus. He got benched. He's so not three games in the thing. So, Patrick Liney to Toronto? Just Yo, piss off yes! every Winnipeg no, no, no. fan. Oh, that'd be so funny. No, um, I, I, I wonder, I wonder where, where he would go. I'm interested to see where he would go. But okay, so if they're gonna, I, I, but I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it doesn't make sense how he's, he's openly saying like, oh, we need centers, and I'm like, you had one, yeah. <laughs> you had one, and you traded him away for someone who wasn't well, a center. But Dubois didn't want to play. He was, he was not going to play in that. So you market. trade him for someone who is a center, and then yeah. you trade him for Patrick Line. Patrick Line is waiting out the year, being like, "Get me the fuck out of here! Get me the fuck out of here! Get me the fuck out of yeah. here!" And he's going to so, fuck off at, at the end of the season. So I was joking about the whole like um, the, the Sabres thing, Jack Eichel. But my thing is, the, um, uh, I don't think like uh, Patrick Line would be okay with going to Buffalo. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. No way, especially if Jack Eichel is going the other way. Who's yeah, he going to play with? He's going to play with him, uh, him, the ghost, the no. ghost of Jeff Skinner. 
Taylor Hall, the ghost of Jeff Skinner, and then uh, uh, Liney. That's that's gonna be the line. Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall's a UFA. Taylor Hall's a UFA. He's not he's not even gonna be there next year. Yeah, Liney isn't gonna be there either. Oh my it's, god. It's gonna be for the rest of the season. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, so very, very they're looking funny. for center, which is dumb. Um okay, I want to get into overtime because we're like we're, can we're I, coming can up I, on can, the... I say, can I uh can I say something before uh before we go into overtime? It'll actually yeah, it'll be it won't be it, I'm I'm just gonna warn you it's not gonna be quick. But um oh, I uh I for the Oakville News got to write a very, very exciting piece about uh john Tavares and um uh, sam gagne uh they uh both grew up in oakville um so where i live is sort of the um was known as like 20 years ago when my parents bought this house was like the up-and-coming area of oakville and so where john Tavares and sam gagne grew up was sort of the downtown area which is like where people who grew up here in the 80s went to school or like lived in the downtown area yeah so Tavares and Sam Gagne went to, went to the different high schools, but they were all like in the downtown area. They're about 15 minutes away from my house. So I was able to write this really, really cool piece about how they bought, uh, or how they transitioned, excuse me, uh, into uh, purchasing the Toronto Marlboros of the GTHL. And for those who don't know, the Toronto Marlboros are like the elites of the elite GTHL teams. Any single, any player who played in the GT, who grew up in the GTA, um and is in the nhl play for the marlboros like mcdavid yeah Tavares, stamkos like all of them connor brown even played even played uh for them um so now john Tavares and sam gagne who were teammates uh in 2005 uh, they were teammates for a couple of years on the marlboros uh and now they are owning the the, the team so in uh, in preparation for writing the piece, which you can which you can find on oakvillenews.ca, uh, shameless, shameless plug, um, I oh, go click the link I, a couple I, I looked, times I to, to, uh, to boost uh, up click, the Click the link like uh, th- uh, at least three times. Thank you. Um, uh, so I, w- what I wanted to include was uh, how they were uh, th- how they were drafted, and so I w- I was sure that Sam Gagne was was in the first round, and he was. Uh, but he and he was he was sixth overall to the Oilers and uh, Sam Gagne is not that not you know incredible anymore. But for a good stretch of time, he was like a pivotal part of the Oilers uh, in the early in the early 2010s. And then John Tavares, of course, had his has had a career with the Islanders. But we all remember what he who he actually you know had a good career with. So yeah. um, I so I looked I'm looking at Hockey DB and I want to I want to give uh, I want to give Sahara a little bit of a little bit of a, a lesson right here oh no okay uh, a, little a, a little bit of a little bit of a just a little bit of a quiz all right so so first overall in the 2007 nhl draft this player we just talked about scored his 400th goal uh played for chicago blackhawks has won three stanley cups patrick kane patrick kane first overall second right after right after patrick kane this player was drafted by the Flyers, but played a substantial amount of time with the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, and played with guys like Kessel, Bozak, and Ram- uh, Ramsey. Jesus, uh, uh, James Ryan Van Riemsdyk. I have a signed jersey of his. There you go. I was I was gonna I was gonna say if you can't get it, you have a signed jersey by him. All right, third overall. 
this player currently plays for the Oilers, but has but played a long amount of time with the Ottawa Senators and was traded to Nashville in the Matt Deshane trade. I have no idea who that is. Wait, played uh, for the Oilers? Playing for the Oilers. Now? Now, and played a really long time with the Senators and was traded to oh, Nashville um, in the big in the big uh, Duchesne trade. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, Kyle Turris. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was going to say him, but I don't remember him getting traded. So, That's the thing. So, and here, so seventh overall to the Columbus Blue Jackets. This one is fascinating. So seventh overall, the Columbus Blue Jackets. He now plays for the Philadelphia Flyers. We recently made fun of him because he called someone a fucking weasel. No, Voracek. Jesus. Yeah, wait, we're for No. God damn it. Is it Voracek? No, it's, it's Jacob Voracek. Yeah, it's Voracek. I was going to say. So um, I was like, so I didn't know this. I was like, Jacob Voracek played for the for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So I looked up what happened to him. So I looked up the Jacob the Jacob Voracek trade to Philly. It's one of the most lopsided trades where the fucking uh, the the friggin' uh, Columbus Blue Jackets got absolutely fleeced. So. Columbus, so Columbus made a, this is an NHL.com headline in June 23rd, 2011. Um, uh, The Columbus Blue Jackets made a splash leading up to Friday's first, uh, uh, Friday night's first round of the 2011 NHL draft, acquiring star forward Jeff Carter uh, from the Philadelphia Flyers on Thursday in exchange for Jacob Voracek, as well as, uh, as well as first round pick, a first round pick, and a third round pick in 2011. So Philly got Jakub Voracek, uh, a first and a third in 2011, and the Blue Jackets got Jeff Carter. Jesus Christ! Carter I'd understand half a season. <laughs> Jeff Carter played half of a season with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and when he was traded, and uh, Jeff Carter was traded to the uh, Los Angeles Kings. In February 23rd of 2012, what happened to the Los Angeles Kings in 2012, might I add you? Stanley Cup champion. They won the Stanley Cup. So uh, That's brutal. Why so, are you giving the first met- round pick? So here's, here's, what, here's the best part. Uh, both teams, uh, so this is the, the Carter trade to uh, Los Angeles. So both teams uh, met uh, met their needs Thursday night by pulling off a major trade that sent Jeff Carter from Columbus to Los Angeles in exchange for defenseman Jack Johnson. Jesus. A first-round draft pick in either 2012 or 2013. So the condition on that first-round pick was if the Kings make the playoffs, they can decide on whether it being a 2012 first-round pick or a 2013 first-round pick. If they don't, it's only a 2013 first-round pick. So I'm assuming they that, did the 2013, uh, the 2012 one because they won the Stanley Cup. They did it? So okay. Columbus, Columbus, so so um, LA not only made the playoffs, but as we said, won the Cup. So Columbus thinks, you know what, 30th overall, we're probably going to have a better chance of someone next year when it's a little bit higher. So with the 30th overall pick, the LA Kings had took had their own pick and took Tanner Pearson 
who is not like an is not an elite all star, but is a serviceable player. Is he? Yeah. Tanner Pearson's a yeah. serviceable player. Bottom uh, six. Your bottom six guy playing really well with the Canucks had a really good uh, career with the LA Kings. The Columbus Blue Jackets the next year at 27th overall took Marco Dano. And you're thinking, who the hell is that? That's my point exactly. Investigative um, journalism 101, my friends. Okay, so I don't. Okay, so you you went on this great rant about how Columbus just get fleeced everywhere. Um, What's your point? My like, point, no, my no, my point was more of just like look at look at how bad Columbus got fleeced in this trade. Yes, that was I understand. My point all along. But your article is about them getting the oh, getting like, on the Marvels. No, I was yeah. saying that like I was <laughs> shit. I was more saying along the lines of like of like I went down this rabbit hole. I went down this rabbit hole. Oh, of like, okay, yeah, uh, okay. I, I went down this rabbit hole yeah. just to see where Sam Gagne was drafted, and it led me here for no That's reason. <laughs> and it led yeah. me here for no reason. And I and I and I kept going down this rabbit hole and just being like, oh, this just gets worse for Columbus and worse and worse yeah. and worse. Yeah. Oh my god! I didn't oh, even like so funny. So I didn't so even funny. know. I know. I knew Carter was like in Vegas. Uh, not Vegas in L.A. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know he was in Columbus for like a half a season. I totally, you know what? I think I did know that. I just totally forgot about it. I, yeah. I, I had no idea that Jakub Jacob Borchek was a Blue Jacket at one point. And then I looked at his hockey yeah. DB. He played like two seasons for him. And then yeah. they traded. The funniest was they traded Borchek and a first to Philly. Which wasn't Borchek a first round pick? He was. He was seventh overall. Yeah, exactly. So why are you trading another first round pick when you're giving already a player that's a first round pick? Like it's stupid. Oh, uh, uh, so and, and I I don't know. I want to know who the Flyers selected with that pick. Just just for the LOLs, just for the lols, because we because you know it's got to be some sort of yeah. like, oh my god, I'll I'll find that out later. But oh, uh, it was it was no. So the the point I was so I was writing this. You can find it of course at Oakville News. But I was writing this, and it led me to a to something completely different. It led me down yeah. a rabbit hole. But the the article was a lot of fun to write. Uh, I took um, I, I listened to uh, some interviews. Uh, Ganya was on Thirty One Thoughts, talked about it, um, and uh, it, it was it was just it was just it was it, you know what was it was it was fun to like write about John Tavares. Like I got to write about John Tavares. Like that was that was what was That's super cool. super cool. All right, so there was um, that was my story. Yeah. So for overtime. I have uh, two things to th- talk about is uh, the Washington uh, Capitals have made a different victory song for each player. So each player I can decide. Um, so I sent you the um, the link uh, on Twitter. So if you want to check that, um, go like, do you want to go through the songs and just be like, which uh, one sure, sure. is the best? Like, which is the best? Okay. What, which do you like? Which is your like favorite victory song? Personally, just this is personally. Uh, I love how for Connor Sherry they play Sherry by Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. That song is so that that is it's just funny. It's just funny because Sherry and Sherry are so, and I love that song so much because I'm a I'm a big uh, Jersey Boys fan. Um, Snake Rattle and Roll is is a really funny one because I learned that uh, last year and and uh in, in, a, in, a, in a course for alex ovechkin i have no idea why they had it for, for ovechkin um so okay so here are like some of the like nick jensen i like, I like johnny i like johnny be good because it's for john carlson like that makes sense yeah um one of my favorite is um richard panic 
chose Hey Look, uh, Hey, Hey Look, Ma, I Made It by Panic at the Disco, which is pretty funny. It's like, Hey, I don't look, even know Ma, what that song I made was. it. Oh, okay. Which uh, is like, if you like... score a goal, you're like, Yeah, you made it. Hey, look, Ma, oh, okay, yeah. Um, I like Take Me Home Country Road for TJ Oshi because I just like that song. That song's really, yeah. really fun. Um, uh, some more like just weird like DJ. Um, Carl Haglin, Red Lights by Tiesto. That's that's a pretty banger song. Um, and then Tom Wilson, Boom, Tiesto, and Seven, which I actually don't know how that song goes, but I think it'd be kind of funny because he always goes boom when it comes to hitting people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, other than that, like it's uh, Born to Run, Garnet, Bruce Springsteen. Garnet Hathaway has what is, what is love, baby, don't hurt, don't hurt me. me. Um, and then Nick of Time by ACDC is Nick Jensen, which. Okay, well, yeah. Is it bad for me to know that, like, I don't know a couple of these? Uh, well, like, Lars Eller has, no, I, I don't know so. Like, Lars like, Eller has, like, Eye of the Tiger, which is cool. Yeah, I, I don't know the artist behind that. Like, I don't know Survivor. Don't... Okay, but you know Eye of the Tiger, right? It's the I, Eye of the Tiger. It's the oh, okay, the yeah, I yeah. know that song. Okay, um, like yeah. I don't, I don't know what "Get Low" is by Little John, and then I, I don't know, is. I don't know that either. So, okay, so from this, oh, Swedish House Mafia. I just saw that Daniel Sprogen one. That that's a banger of a song. Um, okay, so from going down this list, give me your top three, like well, top. Okay, so top three. So, are good um, sorry. Okay, so fr- from this list, give me your top three. Uh, Capitals goal songs. Okay, so um, I'm gonna go with Sherry, uh, "Take Me Home, Country Road," and we'll go. Uh, yeah, we'll go. I have the Tiger as well because I have the Tiger is always a banger. I wanted three, but two works too. So that's fine. Um, <laughs> I said I said three. I said oh, Sherry. Okay. I said oh, Sherry. Okay, sure. I have the Tiger and uh, something else. I can't remember. Uh, take me home. Country take me home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. Um, I I was messaging you over like the summer to or like the t- talking about victory goal songs, and apparently you can do it. Um, copyright isn't that bad. If the Capitals can do it, I bet the Leafs can definitely do it. Um, I think the Leafs have a bigger. Um... But, see, but see, the thing is, I'm that asshole that whenever the Leafs win, I'm running upstairs and we're coming along. We're gonna get right back to where we started from. That's a banger of a song. Like it is. Does, doesn't make get fun old. of it. I like it. Okay. Um. And then I want to talk. Uh. For the final thing is, um. I want to talk about the Jim Rutherford quotes. Okay. I don't know what these are, but I am so, interested to hear. Yeah. So it's it. It might cut just because I'm trying to figure it out so that uh, we can hear it. But here, one second. Um... Oh, oh, you're playing this? Okay, that's okay. Let's fingers crossed that this works because we don't really, we don't really know what uh, what's going on with. Oh. See, okay. what what's he talking about? Is, is that that's okay, my just... that's mine? Here, no, okay. So he's just ta- okay. So he's he was uh, on Cam and Stick podcast. Oh, uh, Cam and Strick. Sorry. Um, and um, he was talking about how he's like ready to interested in coming back to, um, coming back to the league and being a GM again. So 
yeah, so here, here are the, here are the quotes. And, uh, but I also make trades under. Can you hear? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So this is just him talking about, um, so I just grabbed this from, from the podcast. And, uh, but I also make trades understanding that it should work for both sides. And sometimes it's not going to work for us. And I make a lot of trades, so I'm not going to get them all right. When I don't get one right, I'm not afraid to say it. And I move on. I move the player out in a, in a different deal and move on. So as long as you're not trying to make trades to always win the trade, you can you can make enough trades to make your team better. And- okay, so I got this from the um, That's Hockey Talk podcast because I couldn't find the clip of the in the original podcast. But, um, yeah, that is his quote about... Um, making about trades, making trades, and how he thinks that making trades works. <laughs> so, um, Jim, you're terrible away. at making trades, though. Yeah, he's, he's terrible like, at making trades. Yes, we, we kind of know that. Like, and like, just Jim, like, but, but it has okay. to be equal. Both teams have it has to, to be equal. And okay, it has to be equal. Both teams have to benefit. Jim, when was the last trade that someone looked at, uh, that anyone looked at and saw? You know what the pack? You know what this this involving involving Jim Rutherford that went like that went. You know what? Really equal. Sorry, like, that was a really equal trade. I thought the the Penguins like like no one looked at the cap. No one looked at the cap and trade first off and said, you know what? This is even, completely even, really no, really even. We we stole. We took all their lunch money the in Leafs, that trade. The Leafs not only the Leafs did three things: freed up cap space, got a first round pick, not just a first round pick, a fifteenth overall pick. The, Which the 15th we, we overall pick. Yeah, we would have got the thirteenth overall, so we kind of just moved down two spaces. So no, we wouldn't have gotten the thirteenth because we had no, no, no. I know, but like, away. yeah, yeah, we gave it away, but we would have had the thirteenth overall pick if we kept our pick, but we moved it to Carolina, but. We just moved and, down and two third, spaces. So, so, so they got cap space, uh, the fifteenth overall pick, and a prospect that looks extraordinarily promising. And then, what did the Penguins got? They got Kapanen. Yeah, they got Kapanen. Realistically, all they got was Kasperi Kapanen, and Kapanen's doing well. I'll, I'll add that. But, but the Leafs addressed three needs that they needed, and the Penguins addressed one. And we also got a couple of like pros, like Hall, Hollander or Holloway. Or yeah, whatever. that's what I was saying. They, the, the third oh, thing yeah, was yeah, the prospect, which is Philip Hollander. And then uh, there was another trade he made with Minnesota. Um, hold on, where he got um, uh, Jason Zucker, and he gave away another first round pick. Hold on, uh, uh, hold on, Jason's. <laughs> like I don't know what he's talking about. Um, what he talks about, it has to be like it all has to be has to be fair. Like of course it has to be fair, but but yours usually aren't. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Um from that alone is I question if he's ever actually gonna be in the league again. From like you don't wanna be like, oh, like I will sure I wanna like like if you're a businessman, you don't wanna be like, oh yeah, we wanna make like equal profit for everyone. It's no, you want to make as much profit as you can for your team. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I don't think he's ever going to be a G-man in, the, in this league again. Just like if anyone hires him after what he just said is, it's also like, there's going to be another clip. So after what oh, sure, he just okay. said is wild. So, so here's, so here's the thing. Um, oh my God. 
can't believe it. Um, so um, Brotherford made the Jason Zucker trade first. He first made the Jason made the Jason Zucker trade, and the Jason Zucker trade was Zucker went from the Wild to the Penguins in exchange for Galchenyuk, who like who cares? Kalen Addison, who's actually performed somewhat well for the Wild, and again a first round pick. And the Penguins decided that, and I think the pick was conditional. And then the Penguins, the Penguins had to decide whether or not they wanted to keep to keep the pick or wait until and wait for another year to trade, uh, wait for a year to get to give them the 2021 first round pick. I think that's how how, how it worked. That was the condition behind it. So they decided, you know what, we're gonna keep the 2020 pick. They kept the 2020 pick and traded it again to Toronto. Yep. And their team did. We're talking about playoffs, Jim. So. And they didn't but, even make the playoffs. They lost yeah. to the fucking Canadians. Yeah. You saying that? Okay, but there's another clip. Yeah, there's another clip. I I, I might have to just find it, so we might. Okay, watch, but I'm but... okay. I'm I'm <laughs> like so many Pittsburgh fans are just like, man. I hope you. I just wanted him to. Ret- I, like he should have just retired after 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here is the next clip. Have their ideas, and you know, you should try to get an extra pick or. You should try to get a second-round pick instead of a fourth or whatever. And I said, guys, you, when you do these deals, it's got to be fair for both sides. You know, don't 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 try to don't try to win a deal too bad. Try to make it fair for both sides. That doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes you lose what? a deal. Sometimes. What the fuck are you talking about? Don't make you don't a win, win a too much <laughs> on one side. You don't want to make it. <laughs> You want too much. So, 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 what, what you're telling me is Kyle Dubas should have said, "You know what, Jim? You know what, Jim? This is this is too one-sided. This is too one-sided. You can keep your first-round pick. You know what? You can keep it because if I if I if I get a first and a Hollander and and cap space." Dude, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be looking for another job tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm be looking gonna for another job tomorrow because I you. fleeced you too hard. Yeah, I because I bad. fleeced you too hard. Yeah, keep, keep going, keep going, keep, it's, keep going. It's, is, it, is it over? It's, no, it's. I think there's a bit more. When you do okay, these deals, it's, it's got to be fair for both sides. You know, don't 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 try to don't try to win a deal too bad. Try to make it fair for both sides. That doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes you lose a deal. Sometimes you win a deal, but when you're making it, the important thing is that you think it's fair for both sides. No, Jim. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Wait, who said Man. no, Jim? Um, this is like the the podcast host for the that's hockey talk. So that's that's what. Oh they, my they, god! They were... I'm I'm exactly were... no no Jim. You try no, to Jim. you. It's the whole thing. You play to win the game. Yeah. You trade to win the trade. You yeah. trade to make your team better. You try yeah. to win the trade. And <laughs> that's it's such a terrible like mentality. Like you can't do any business if you have that kind of mentality. Like. That'd be like, oh, we can make like 70% profit or it's not fair. Okay, let's make it. You know what? 30% profit. Sahar, are you off your fucking high horse? Are you off the rocket chair? 70% profit. It's not, that's that's too much. That's too much. 50% 50 profit. You want to know why? Because then the other side succeeds as well. Yeah. Um, So, you know what? You know what Rogers is saying all the time? Man. 
we're succeeding too much. Like we got to give Bell some. We got to give Bell some 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 more too some more success. revenue. Too much success. Or no, we'll bring back the score. The score can we'll Let's make a comeback. Back the score and go back into more. Go back into more debt. Yeah. Oh my God. Um. Uh, yeah. Jim, so. Jim. 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 Holy crap. Those are the quotes that, was that great. he said. Yeah, that was great. Um, those are the quotes he said. I don't think he's gonna be a GM anymore. Hopefully. He and uh, you know what's gonna? Oh, he and Mike Babcock are gonna like just keep waiting and waiting and waiting and wait for that phone to ring, but it ain't gonna ring. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really talk about the whole Babcock thing, but the those quotes are also. Oh my wild. god. Oh my god. Those are those are crazy. So okay, if I'm gonna say one thing, I think I think what what upset me the most was like how how Babs just kept talking about he, there, there was one thing where he said like you know we, we you know we broke we broke the playoff we broke the regular season record we uh, we're gonna have that forever and uh, it's, it's 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 a good thing we we didn't get it done in the playoffs we just couldn't we just couldn't get it done in the playoffs is it too much to say that Babcock's incompetence was a big reason as to why we couldn't get it done in the playoffs yes it's it's it was his him, complete was... lack his complete lack of 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 playing uh, lack his lack of of pu- putting your best players on the ice is the reason why they didn't win. Yeah, it's it's him being like it was just him victim blaming. That's all it was. It was him like not taking any responsibility for his actions. Like that's what it was. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good way to leave it. Um, we might actually re- revisit those, but like th- from the way, like I don't even want to listen to it because it's just so like brutal oh, and so... like. And then the one quote that really pissed me off is he has a he has a psych- psychology degree or sports psychology or whatever, and then he said, "Ah, we didn't know what mental health was." Maybe you should have. Maybe you should have. I don't know like, what uh, what they're oh teaching God. you in Harvard or wherever he or didn't uh, he go to Harvard or somewhere? No, that's why that's uh, Brian Burke. I swear that um, he had like okay, so whatever he went to like some higher and uh, like high he had a degree from somewhere, but like I think you're uh, I think that either like you're didn't you didn't attend your classes or the school isn't teaching you the right thing if they didn't know what mental health was. Um, um, so yeah, I think that's a good way of leaving it off. Um, they're playing, the Leafs are playing, um, tomorrow against Canucks and then playing against Winnipeg on Tuesday. So, um, we will have, we'll be back Wednesday or, uh, or we'll just do next Friday. If like, depending on how our schedules work out. Um, thanks for listening. Check us out everywhere. I guess everywhere we can listen to a podcast, please share the podcast, like us on Apple music so that we get more ratings on the TikTok. And the TikTok, yeah, I, I post clips on the TikTok. They've been they've been doing pretty good. I'm surprised. Um, thanks for listening, and see you guys next week.